Hey guys, Victor and Ricks here from Stream of Thought, wanting to let you know that we are not only on iTunes anymore. We've expanded onto Spotify and Stitcher. You can also find us on Podbean. Please, if you listen to our podcast, leave us a rating. We would love your feedback. Also, send an email to streamofthoughtpodcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear anything that you have for us. Thanks for listening. Man, dude, I've been this waiting so for this episode funny. for a while. I cannot tell you. Back in the day when we released this episode with Nathaniel Nate, <laughs> Nate Burrows, Nate Burrows, I'll be comedian extraordinaire. Uh, this was long before he had gotten his his so start in the, in the national comedic scene and all that. But let me tell you, we got a chance. He's an old high school friend. We sat down with him. Uh, back in what, like 2015, 2016? Yeah, 2015, I think. And got a chance to just absorb the beauty of his humor. Yeah, he led us into thing. his lifestyle a little bit, being a comedian and bartending just to uh, help pay oh, the bills a oh, little bit. I haven't laughed that but hard in a it, while. He's such a funny dude. I've known him since I was in elementary school, but With he's just pops. so damn funny. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, but again, for those of you who are like, oh, what's going on right now? Uh, go back to our special announcement episode in the feed to get, uh, get context as to what's been happening the last couple weeks and is what will continue to happen through the end of August. Yeah, we're taking a little bit of a break from our, our regular episodes that you've yeah. seen in feeds before, and, and this is a throwback episode to our straight-up channel that we have had. Uh, many, straight up! Straight up. Yeah. Embrace what's real. Embrace what's real. Yeah, so with that being said, Stream of Thought, featuring Nate Burroughs, comedian extraordinaire. We hope you enjoy. <laughs> Right, so here we are, another episode of Straight Up. With us is Nate Burroughs. Nate is a traveling comedian from Chicago who has performed at uh, places such as the Laugh Factory and G-Man Tavern. Neil and myself had the pleasure of seeing him the other week perform. Real funny guy. Nate, what's happening? Hey, guys, how we doing? Great intro. G-Man Tavern, Laugh Factory. All right. My dick's also huge. Can I say that? <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, like, we'll just edit that out. Yeah, sure. Thanks, man. Um, uh, yeah, what's up, guys? How we doing? Good, man. Dude, uh, we are so glad to have you here. You are the first comedian on Straight Up right now, so nice, we get an insight into your personal life, whatever it is that you uh, choose to divulge to us, and nice. uh, I think there is a lot that uh, that people don't necessarily know or even comprehend about the life of a comedian, uh, but before we you know, go into to what your life is like on a regular uh-huh. basis... How, you know, how how did you choose to enter this field of comedy to begin with? Oh, man, it seemed, like, seemed right. I mean, who, like, who, who, what do you guys, who do you guys usually have on? Like, let me ask you that question. Like, because like, I'm the, comu- like, first comedian, like, who, like, what, 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 what types do you usually have on? We, uh, I mean, to keep it short, Nate, we like to have guests from different industries, um, and all walks of life because ah, okay. we feel that, you know, diversity makes communication easier. All right, cool. Yeah, and I mean, we look at, like, you know, music industry. We look at writing. We look at, uh, you know, uh, athletics. We yes. look at all these different areas, and we try to get, a, you know, a sense of what the life of an individual who lives that particular career is oh, cool. like. And, no, I, and I mean, you know, it's so diverse. No, As yeah. a comedian, like, that is a very unique type of 
career yeah, it's path definitely, that you definitely not something that like your parents are pushing you towards. <laughs> I was gonna say definitely like, not something you, where. Yeah. Make, make, I mean, my make, parents. Make love, my parents are totally cool with it. Uh, but uh, no, I, the re- to, not to stray away from your question. The reason I got into stand up comedy was because it always just kind of felt right. Like everything else, just it just seemed it was. It's uh, I've always just kind of lived my life just making jokes and being a goof and just being loud. That's true. Yeah. It's very animated. True. So it was just, it was just fun. Just kind of fell into the right place, man. Okay. You know, it was a, it was like, it's was there a seminal moment of like, you're like, this is the path that I'm going to choose. Like, you know, when you were in college, like, did you major in comedy or like, what, no. how did that, how did that end up progressing? When I was in college, I did, uh, 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 you know, I, I was like trying to figure out my major and it was supposed to go into business and I saw the business kids, and I'm like, I'm not a business kid. I, I hate wearing blazers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't fucking own a briefcase. Or, yeah. Kids brought briefcases to classes. Yeah. It was so weird. It just wasn't your thing. I wore hoodies. Like, yeah. what, like what, what college did you go to? DePaul. DePaul. Um, yeah. But I was like, you know, I, I don't like And I was like, I was thinking about dropping out. My mom kind of gave the mom speech of like, you know, they're, you know, got the financial aid, and you're, you know, you're, you should, you need to go to college kind of thing. Just being a mom, you know, which is totally understandable. I'd say the same thing to my kid. But uh, there was an open mic at DePaul, and, uh, you know, I had, like, three or four of my friends who, after, like, smoking a joint, were like, dude, you should do that. It'd be so fun. So I wrote, like, some material, which is some of the worst material. Like, you know, it's just shit that when I think about now, I wore, like, I wore a neon green shirt, and I had a a, uh, Detroit Tigers hat. That was cocked, and I followed. It was a music comedy open mic, and I followed a kid who was covering John Mayer. There was this kid who was doing an acoustic of an acoustic John Mayer track. <laughs> it was the most acoustic John Mayer shit you could ever do, and it was this very. And then he did a song do you of know, his own. Do you know John Mayer? Uh, Yes, yes viewers, I do know who John Mayer is. So, so we have, we, yeah. we have one, of our, one, of our, yes, one of our co-hosts yes. is black. I, uh, uh, we I, just confirm I am familiar with John Mayer, Mayer for those who don't know. You know John Mayer, you're wearing J. Cruz. Fucking... <laughs> 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 yes, I know who John Mayer is. Jesus Christ. All right. It's a ass um, But yeah, no, and then, and then, he did a, then he did an original. He goes, this one's an original, and he did it about... Uh, his girlfriend at the time, and it was just like, it was like, my heart took the train to the station of her love or something, and then I followed, and then it was like, all right, well, that was whatever that guy was, and uh, all right, well, Nate Burroughs is going to tell some jokes, and I went up, uh, and I, I did pretty awful. The first three jokes were bad, besides my friends laughing in the back, and they were just laughing at how bad it was going. And then I did one joke that, like, got a laugh, and it felt so good. It was the best feeling, and it still is the best feeling to this day. Like, got a laugh. Like, people actually laughed, and, like, it was the greatest feeling ever. And I was like, well, that's, I, this, is, this is greater than anything else I've ever experienced. This is why I want to, I'll do this for free regardless. I'll pay to have this feeling. It felt fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> you pay to have this. Is that, <laughs> fuck yeah. <laughs> I mean... That's pretty tight. It so, like, <laughs> yeah, okay, it's a drug. Okay, it's a drug. So Total you've been drug. doing the uh, the comedy thing for what a few years? now? I've been doing it for four years now. Okay, four years. So tell us about uh, some of your uh, comedic influences. Like, who did you watch growing up? Who do you study, and why? Well, I, I listened to Bill Cosby before he, before he you know 
was roofing people. <laughs> it's like every day as a kid, though, I used to listen to Bill Cosby. Like I used to have trouble going to sleep, uh, and I tried night lights and I tried music, and nothing really worked. But for some reason. My dad would play Bill Cosby because he had a bunch of Bill Cosby CDs, and for some reason, Bill Cosby. I know his all of his albums like from front to back. Oh okay, himself. I know, he's, and then he just started roofing people, it's and like, I can't throw out that fun thing. I still love him. I yeah, still think he's no, great. I think he's, 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 he's so funny. I've never laughed so hard over Bill yeah. Cosby's albums yeah. in my like. I, there's never been something that's been as funny as that. And I it's know. a shame that it's like the personal circumstances. Started doing the dibble dabble and the drinks, and now I can't like. Anymore, so it sucks. Yeah. Are you, as a comedian, are you like uh, forced to disown him as one of your own? You know, it's weird. Is I don't know. I guess I just don't tell people that I. You know, when people are like, "Hey, like, who do you who did yeah. you just listen to when you were younger?" Yeah. I, I just don't tell. I go. I'm like Bill Cosby, but I say it with like this face now yeah. <laughs> instead yeah. of being like the punch. Yeah. Instead of yeah. being proud about it, yeah. I'm kind of like. It's more just like yeah, yeah no, like, but waiting like, for the laugh track. I used to listen to him all the time, and then uh, in high school, I I saw Chappelle, and hands down, Dave Chappelle to this day, like what is the my favorite comedian? You of saw all him time. live, Nate, or you saw him on the show? I saw him on t- no, I saw him on TV. Okay. okay, I was with friends, and they were like, "Dude, you ever seen this?" Like it was right when I started watching stand up comedy, and Dave Chappelle, it was uh, I believe it was it was it was, it was killing him softly album when he did it in uh, San Francisco, but. Just hands down, every when I saw that, I yeah. was like, "This is the greatest thing." And then I saw Half Baked, and like I saw him in all those movies. And yeah. Shit. But I was like, I saw him recently, and just for just being naturally funny, there's no one that's more naturally funny than Dave Chappelle to me. Like who can just, who just not even me jokes, he can just go and talk. Yeah. No. You know, like I saw him last year at Tinley Park, and it was right after he he did like a show in Connecticut in the spot called Hartford, and he got booed off the stage, and he. Literally, because, like, it was this ridiculous, like, festival, but it's, like, Hartford is this very, like, private community, mm-hmm. and it's, yeah. like, it's, like, a country club kind of place, yeah. and he came up, and he's, like, man, they fucking hated me in Hartford, <laughs> and he goes, y'all ever know what it feels like to get booed by a bunch of motherfuckers with alligators on their t-shirts, <laughs> <laughs> just, just talking about, yeah. like, how preppy it was, it yeah. was, oh, he's naturally the funniest comedian. So, like, what what is it about Dave Chappelle that, like, what, what like, is there a component, or is it just his whole persona, like... Like, what do you take from other saying, man? You know, like, like for, when, your, for you, yourself. Yeah, uh, uh, you know, when you just, when you're trying to explain why you like, like, why something is the best to you. It's, He's that dude, Rick. No, but I, He's I, that I, dude. man, I'm just trying to understand this. As the white Rick's, nerd Rick's, in the group right now, I'm Rick's trying to, like, get a better like, understanding. No. Are you supposed to be the cool guy? No, I'm just, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm just myself, you know, I've got, uh. <laughs> yes. Different that, sides that is, to me. That is what our setup was. You <laughs> know, like, the, the whole straight up thing right there. Yeah, there we go. You know, I, if, you think, if, if you up? if you guys think I'm cool, I mean, I'm honored if, to be. If cool. Neil could have a talk show with himself featuring himself, we wouldn't even I, be I here. I just feel like you guys kind of <laughs> like, tried to do like this like buddy cop movie of like I'm the dirty white guy and you're the cool black guy. No, no, no okay. that's no, just man. Rich, I'm uh, just myself. Like, yeah. I, there, there's no a, there's no actor. Person you right articulate. Here. It's like, totally fine. No. Yeah, I, Chappelle, but Chappelle, you know, yeah, yeah. it's you to just meet certain people. Like, with him as a comedian, is he can say anything about anything. You know, like, he can talk about any subject. And the way he says stuff, whether yeah. it's his diction in his voice yeah. or just how he how his perception on stuff, it's so funny. But mm. it's also just really, it's just insightful. He has a very unique 
point of view. Do you remember when that Donald Sterling thing happened? Yeah. With yeah. like, and he, dude, he had a joke about that when he he was like, he's like, uh, he goes, he goes, uh, something just came up that shocked the world. This rich white billionaire apparently has racial tendencies, and then he's like. He's like, because he, he talks about, he's like, he's like, he goes, he freaked out going, stop bringing these black pillars to my games. And he goes, he was talking about Magic Johnson. And he goes, didn't mention the fact that he had AIDS, which is the first thing I would say if it was my girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so, like, oh this is the way, God. how he does that. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, that, that brings up an interesting question. Like, as a comedian, are you confined to certain topics as a, as a white straight Male, no, never. from Glen Ellen. <laughs> like, are there certain things that are off off limits for One you to talk about? White straight male comedians from Glen Ellen, Nate Burroughs. No, man, it, that the there's there is like kind of um, like you know like a lot of shows. There's like the, the comedy scene is dominated by straight white males. There's a lot of there's the, you know, really is it is it still dominated by white straight males? Well, there's the, well that's what's cool is that there are a lot of you know uh, you know like in the south side of Chicago that's where a lot of black comedians are. You okay. do like in all and you do shows there and that's like where uh, those are dominantly like most like in the north side of Chicago it's usually there's a lot of straight white male comedians. Cubs fans. Cubs fans. Yeah, right. But like yeah. it is it's it's something it's you know there is a lot like. It's got to be two to one, like between men to women. Like there are f- very few women in the comedy scene, really. But there's more yeah. coming up, yeah. and like yeah, yeah. it is becoming a very as you know we get more more and more progressive. There are and yeah. it's like there are more people, whether it's gay, women, it, like you know yeah. other diversities, and that's awesome because now it's like a whole different perspective. But that being said, is like. You can be a straight white male and talk about the straight white male shit. Oh yeah, everything's awesome. <laughs> straight white male. But that's not it's uh, your perspective is your perspective. The way you look at uh, anything is just based on how you perceive it. No matter what your color is or your sexual orientation or anything like that, it's kind of you get to choose how you like I know straight white guys who have a very unique perspective who don't talk about being straight white or male, but they just have their jokes are ridiculous. Like they, it's ju- it's just what's funny to them. You yeah, know? that's just what's cool about comedy is that you just you really just like it's all just shit in your head. Yeah. Things that you see, they, things that you see, and you start laughing at. Whether it's like like my girlfriend has a fat dog that has a really tiny head, and I think that's hilarious, and I can convey that. And when you get other people to laugh at what you're thinking is funny, that's yeah. that's what that's what's awesome about it. They say um, there's like this. Uh, I think like this book or like study or whatever and it's called like the humor code are you familiar with that nate no i don't know the so pretty code. much it talks about like it studies the science behind humor and it's actually pretty intriguing the science like, it's crazy there are guys who literally study that science and they say like is it like a degree so is it like something you can get so who are these rick store cells <laughs> listen <laughs> there are plenty of people that. like myself out there who are more than eager to engage in these obscure so, areas of so study. they say pretty much like like if you like there's a formula like if you say something that's different that's out of the ordinary it's it isn't harmful and it isn't offensive. Then you can get a laugh out of it. Well, okay, and so there's a whole shock value of words, right? Yeah, there's yeah. And, yeah. and that is abused so much. There's all these people that come up that want to be the next Richard Pryor, or Lenny Bruce, or guys, and they'll come up and be like, 
uh, jerking off uh, fag, and they'll say stuff like that. <laughs> And they'll say they'll say these words yeah. that have no depth or weight to them. They'll just say them because they think like if I'm saying them, I'm alternative or yeah, I'm being yeah, yeah. real edgy. Yeah. And, but yeah. no, they're just being hateful or yeah. they're just being they're just they're just they just look like a dick. Yeah. You know, if you actually can if you can make something if you can come up with something that's yeah. unique that actually has a purpose mm-hmm. to that yeah. with with those words, then yeah, like yeah. It, then it then it's great. But if you're just coming up and you just want to say those words. Because yeah. of their shock value, and you just think it looks cool, yeah. then yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that kind of goes stupid. into the thing I mentioned earlier. Like they're offensive, you know. Like when you talk about your girlfriend having a a big dog, a fat dog with a small head, like that's pretty funny. Because how often do we see that happen? And it's got he's got tiny legs, and people love and he, dogs, and it doesn't offend them. Oh well, if I mean, but like people are gonna say like. People are going to be offended by anything. Regardless? Yeah. Regardless, people yeah. are going to be offended because that's what blogs are for. That's what Yelp. Look at Yelp. <laughs> Yelp is just pe- – people live off of being offended. That's what people's hobbies are sometimes. But, uh, it, you know – So sick to me, but, yeah, keep going. Dude, I heard they're doing a Yelp for people now where you can Yelp people. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Is that well, not the you, sickest have you, have thing? You, have you developed your own Yelp? character no personality but yeah. that's i i literally just heard this from that's another like what person. is that like as a comedian like well you as know, if you're people, sort of always cross it like crossing that people, possible threshold if people already don't need their self-image just destroyed even more like <laughs> yeah no just kidding, be man. more insecure about their themselves like it's it's there's uh, the yelp has found a new way uh but so no to go off of uh you know what you were saying about uh you know like people being offended like people they a lot of people and I and there's there's comics out there that have amazing material that's insightful that has certain offensive words weaved into their bits and they don't say them to say the words they say them because they're making a point but people don't want to hear what they're talking they want to hear yeah. the context they just want to they just want to get offended because that makes them feel like they're just they they makes them feel like they're doing something right when they yeah. get mad that being said totally understandable like if you go to an open mic you'll see four or five people, four or five straight white male comics who haven't done stand-up for more than a year go up and be like, is anyone fucking out there uh, who has girlfriends <laughs> that have pussies? And, what's yeah. that? and they'll say like the most, and you'll be like, oh, I hate this guy. You know, <laughs> you'll hate this person. Yeah. But, yeah, I, you know, it's it, there. there's the pros and cons of it. Yeah, you know what got I mean? you, got you. Doing yeah. trolls. Oh, man, you. yeah. I was just in Cleveland, and this guy did the worst. It was the worst joke. I, he was bombing. He was doing so bad. And he goes, all right. He goes, I'm going to have to go to, like, my good stuff, you know, which is something you never should say on stage. You never tell a But I would have laughed at that person. You remember that. Yeah. You remember that. I would have laughed. I'd have been like, hee hee. That was, I would have been the only person laughing, perhaps, but I thought that was fun. He goes, he goes, after he, after he's doing, he does five minutes when no one's laughing at anything. And it's like a good crowd. There's like 30, 40 people in this, like, small little bar. And he's doing really bad. And then he goes, uh, all right, I'm going to go to my good stuff. He goes. Uh, uh, any ladies out there uh, have uh, big pussies? <laughs> <laughs> Did they laugh? No, Did they, I laughed. Okay. <laughs> the comics laughed at how bad it was. Yeah, and he's just <laughs> it's no laughing. He's standing there. What? Oh no, it's got a big pussy. And then he, I would have been laughing. Oh, oh my but that so he goes. Well, I'm just saying because my my girlfriend's pussy's so big. We went to the beach 
And when we came back, she seashells fell out of it. And then he did this. <laughs> like, you get it? Yeah. <laughs> he did the, which is the worst pose, the, 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 the you get it pose. Yeah, yeah. It's, that was so 1970s, is that? <laughs> Like, like he was like he was waiting for a rim shot, you know. Yeah. Like I didn't. Yeah, yeah. God, I've never seen someone so bad in my entire life. If he watches this and is offended, he should be. That was the worst joke. Do you, do you want to give his seen. name? Do you want to get, no. give him a little free PR? No. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So he what, offered me to. Do, he offered a show to me in Cleveland. <laughs> my joke. So I maybe I might be ruining my chance there. No, that's okay. We'll we'll forward this to him. He'll take a look at it. It'll be cool. Big pussy comic. If you're out there, that Big, was an awful. Bit. <laughs> like, was the worst don't, bit I've don't, 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 don't use that BPC. bit anymore no, because <laughs> Nate Burroughs just exposed you for what you are. Oh, I don't know. But I no. I really like the. I really. Like to, I really like talking about that because some comics will, some comics or some people who want to do comedy will use these shock words, these shock topics because they think that's what will make them. But some people will naturally, the comics who are good that will use these shock topics or shock words will use them in a bit that doesn't, they're not forcefully trying to use these words. It just naturally comes yeah. within the bit, you know? I, I, I don't want to throw, like, other comics bits out there because I don't know if they want to. But, like, there's people that will actually do it right. And when they do it, it's beautiful because it's they're actually making a point and it's within the context of, like, like I don't know. Have you ever seen Lenny Bruce? He talks about, like, why we can't use certain words and it's the power of the word that is, like, you, you're focusing on the power of the word. You're letting words have power to them yeah. when they're really just words. My mom's a really big fan of Seinfeld. I love Seinfeld, too, but my mom particularly likes Seinfeld because... All of his content is so rich and it's so funny, but he doesn't wor- use words like fuck, pussy, shit, or ass. Yeah. He just – the content of the joke and the substance is enough to sell it where yeah. you don't need to use those words as an edge or a little bit of pop to make the joke a little bit more like funny. Like Bill Cosby. Every, every, well, and, 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 Before and, roofies. Everyone – every comic is different and every comic will use – like some comics will be – will have a clean. Though there's like the clean comic or there's comics that, that will do an act that doesn't involve swears <laughs> and there's some comics that will have swears. And I, I don't think they personally are choosing. They're like, I'm going to swear in this bit. I think that just them personally, the way they grew up or just the lifestyle they have, that's how they feel. That's what best represents them. That is their act. Like you see Chris Rock. See a guy like Chris Rock, he like he even talks about it. He doesn't purposely. He's not like I don't go through my act and go I'm gonna say fuck right here or something like that. He goes, this is just what comes to me in my head. This is how I've always been. When I'm being funny or if I'm expressing myself, this is that this is the way I do it. Hmm. But because the person who's using that forcefully, the person who's that guy's not going to be successful. The guy who's trying. To say these words that are offensive, yeah, that's not gonna. That's that guy's not gonna be the guy who's successful in what he's doing because he's trying to gain success by exploiting these shock words and not using them in his own natural, honest way. Gotcha. That, does that make sense? No, that makes that makes sense. Kind of to me, you know. Yeah. That's just my. So it sounds like there's like different categories for comedians. Like, where do you group yourself in in those vast array of categories? Honestly, you know. Categories, it's like, I don't think there's, I, I guess there's categories like there's club comics and then there's alt comics, but I just, in my mind, a good comic's a good comic. If there's someone who's funny, 
they're going to be funny. Do you have a particular, like, uh, take or, like, uh, 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 angle? Like, you know, I mean, you hear a lot of comedians who are on the national stage have, have a particular thing that sort of distinguishes them. Like, do you, do you feel like there's something that distinguishes yourself? Um, with me, a... you know, and that, that's always, some people get really deep about, like, what they're, like, expressing. Some people get, like, will be like, what is my comedy about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And me... I, it's just what I think is funny. Like, I don't... That's all it is, is... is and I, I do try to take the angle of, like, well, in, in, it isn't apartment. Like, well, I want to say something that's thought-provoking. You want to say something that's actually going to be... People can take away. <clears throat> uh, and I feel like I... I feel like I have certain points in that, but, like, it all just comes... The very root of all of that just comes from me being, like, laughing at something. Looking at something, thinking about something, writing it down, and being like, that's real funny to me. Uh... You know, like, I did this bit about, like, I was looking at myself in the mirror, and I had my glasses off, and it was when my hair was really long. But I was like, oh, my glasses are on. I look like an accountant Jew. But when I take them off, I just look like a pyramid-building Jew. And I was looking at myself in the mirror, and I was, like, pretending to And I was like, because there are two kind of Jews. There's the accountant Jew and the pyramid. And I was like, I'm the strong. And I was like, like and so, like, stuff like that. Like, it, it could be yeah, anything like that. that and that funny. could be, well, yeah. And, you know, so, it's yeah. Some people okay. like. Some people don't. It doesn't. Either way, that's just funny to me. Yeah. So like, I'm gonna do that regardless if you people like it or not. Because in my head, I'm cracking up because I remember looking at myself in the mirror with the pyramid building Jew face, <laughs> and I think that's so funny. And if and if it bombs, it's like I still feel if I, that that joke. Will, that usually is fun. And even if the crowd doesn't really like it. I still just laugh at it. <laughs> so it's kind of like, I'm just like, ah, I don't, you know, boy, I like it. Have you ever, like, bombed, like, oh, the BPC yeah. in Cleveland? What, what is that like? What is that like? What is bombing? You ever like, had a oh, man, what is it like? Share with us. Share with us Dude. the heart-wrenching agony. It's like of... someone takes your soul out of you and puts it in a blender and just fucking hits pure. It's the worst thing. It's like your ego just being smashed into bits. Like, I'm a pastor, so, like, everyone always applauded. Oh, so you, yeah, I said. you can't. So, like, I, you know, I got, you I got the, I got the pastor, benefit. I was yeah. like, I never had to worry about and that. As a comedian, comedian it's like... Like, shut the hell up. Look at that boy preach. You have have a pretty tight act. (laughs) (laughs) You have no idea. So, but I mean, like, to to have that sort of, like, uh, career path in which you are so subject to scrutiny, it's like... I mean, I don't know, has man. that has that ever like crossed your mind? It's, as, like, it's, something it's always it's always something that you're kind of like uh, uh, people talk about. It's like the ice is breaking beneath you. Like when you're on, like, if people don't like you. Uh, I did the worst bomb I ever probably. Oh man! So the worst bomb I ever was like a year in when I was doing stand up, and I did a benefit show. Now benefit shows are never good. <laughs> they're always the fundraiser fundraiser yeah. benefit shows because the reason they're so bad is because no one knows. No one goes there for comedy. The people there are there for, like, a fundraiser or benefit. They don't know that there's going to be a comic on. So I did. It was that Subterranean in Chicago, and it was for – it was, like, the saddest cause. Yeah. Subterranean can fit 100 people. There's a stage in the front, and then there's a bar in the back, and there was 10 people there, and they were all in the back. And it was the saddest cause. <laughs> it was, like, single pregnant teen moms who were – who had, like – Cancer. It was also, like cancer and also recovering addict. Yeah, it was like it was literally four different hardships wrapped into one. <laughs> ju- and, and and then they go, hey, can you do fifteen minutes? I only had five minutes, but I was like, yeah, I have fifteen minutes. 
And I go, and there's only 10 people there. And uh, it's a 100-seat room. And this lady goes, hey, you're, you're Nate. You're the comic. And I go, yeah, yeah, you know. Uh, and she goes, thanks for having me. She goes, here's a drink ticket. So I you know, I immediately drank a beer because I'm like, oh, this is going to be – this is looking really weird. You know, get drunk. Calm the nerves. And uh, anyway, she goes up, and she goes, thank you guys for coming out. The 10 people turned. <laughs> all turned to look at her. And she goes, thank you guys for coming out. Just so you know, all the money – well, she apologized for being, I know it's light. There's going to be more people coming. Thank you guys so much for coming out. All the money you give, give goes to these single teen pregnant cancer moms that, you know, all the money you give goes to them being able to afford diapers. Some of these moms can't afford food for their, themselves or their starving children. So thank you so much for coming out. And then she walks, no walks away from the mic, <laughs> goes up to me and she goes, you can just go on whenever. And I'm like, what? You're not going to introduce, like, you're not going to be like, hey, comics coming out. She goes, no. Just go up and yeah, just go up. <laughs> and <laughs> so I went up and I said, "Hey, uh, I'm uh, the comedian. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna tell some jokes." <laughs> that was a year in. I had no, and and I was like, "Ah, oh, she said some really sad stuff." Uh, I'm gonna say some happy, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, some happy. They're all looking at me like, "What?" Cancer? What's up with that? Right? <laughs> well, I had no idea, and I, for ten minutes, I think I blacked out for like five minutes of it. <laughs> uh, just, and it was it was bad to the point where after like a dad, a drunk like dad came up to me and started giving me like pointers on my ass. <laughs> I'm like, you know, you could have said this right here instead of this, and and it, and I was like, "Oh my god." That was. Where's the other beer? Yeah, no, uh, yeah, I, I got out of there. Uh, that and I did uh, a show in Indiana called God, uh, Godfather's, and it was a maf- mafia theme bar uh, where the servers all had plastic Tommy guns and they dressed <laughs> up like, like fucking like Al Capone, <laughs> and they were all miserable because it was a bad bar, and uh, I it was like six people in the front, six people over sixty years old in the front. And that was the worst show I've ever like. The guy, the guy did a. I, I got a don't quit your day job like from this <laughs> old man who had to cut up his short ribs like extra tiny so he could eat them. He didn't throw it at you, did he? Oh my! No, God. no, no that's, that's never like that. I don't care what you there's, say. I've seen. I mean, there's been shows, where, <laughs> but that's like that's a whole other thing. Uh, but no, bombing is the thing that you kind of accept. Yeah. Obviously, when it first starts happening. When you first get into it, it's like, it's like anything. When it first happens, you're like, "Oh, my life is over." When like these people all hated me. Really? Well, is yeah. That, is that what you were? Thinking? Well, not. I mean, it's like very. It's like, uh, like when it's a good. If it, if you do, like, how many bad performances would you have before a good one? Like, uh, I mean, like, how much usually, reinforcement would you get usually, to be like, I can actually do this? Honestly, it's and it's not like, uh, it, it's not. Bombing like bad, like the like the like the fundraiser show that rarely will happen. Uh, usually, if it's a show where people are there to watch a comedy show, it's usually if they're there to have a good time. If they're there to like actually watch comedy. Yeah. It's usually okay. it's usually a good time. Yeah. I like it, it, it. But that being said, there are some times where if they're not on board with what you're saying, if you go up and you're saying some shit and they're like not feeling it, then you're then you might have crickets at certain parts. But now it's not it's not even about bombing it's just you being like I've done some of the same material for the past 2 years and now I'm at the point where like even if they like it I'm like I've done this too much there's no there's no like honesty in it cuz I I know where I'm going to say the punchline and I know what I'm talking about so I don't like feel 
as strong about it. So now it's just more like I got to write new stuff. Well, I think that I mean that that begs the question of what is the life of a comedian Nathan Burroughs look like on a daily basis. He it's wants like, to know if you have I mean, rupees. Like, that's what oh, the underlying. Listen, no, we're gonna we're gonna get to is. we're gonna get to that. He wants to know. Easy, cool black guy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe we were both curious a little bit, you know. But <laughs> I just. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Neo's going to ask that question regardless. So it's, it's um, an important one. So in including your answer, do you have groupies? But I mean, like, what is the, what is the daily life? I mean, like, nothing, the, it, nothing it, special. Nothing special. What, wake, wake what up. does your process look like? I'll so wake up, you I have my dogs. I watch The Sopranos, uh, and then I write some material. You, your material just comes out of the blue. God, God graces you with the humor to be able to adapt certain things that you experience God in your not. life. <laughs> it's like, are you an atheist producer? Mostly, like, oh, most comedians are atheists. No, uh, is I, that true? <laughs> there's, there's a lot of comedians where it's like there's the joke of like, uh, like it's like if you're gonna be, oh, you want to be a comedian? Well, here's your sadness. Here's your no god. Go out. And See, make I feel laugh. like that. That is like a key to being a, a quality comedian is that you have to, no, uh, you have to absolve yourself from God. There, there there's. There's comedians who believe in God who are hilarious, and there's also comedians who don't believe in God who are hilarious. It, again, it, it, no matter what your personal stance is with anything, whether it's your religion, your color, your sexual orientation, if you're funny, you're funny. I've met, like, Brian, Brian Regan. That's a guy who, he has the cleanest act out there, and I'm pretty sure he's really, he's hysterical to me. Like, there's, it doesn't matter, like, with that, if, you're, if you have a funny perspective, if you have a perspective on something and you think it's funny, then you're, just, you're, you're funny, you yeah. know? What makes that funny, though? I mean, like, like I, th- it, I think it's, you are allowing, so when Nate's on stage, what makes it funny is that the audience can understand his perspective. They are now seeing things through the lens of Nate Burroughs, and they get it, and it's funny Victor Saab. Through the lens of Nate Burroughs, and was you know there. what, Victor I, feel, had I, I do time. feel bad. How fun! Like, I had a really I was, good time. I was actually out having dinner with somebody. And I was not able to come. I wanted to come Best see you. In first grade. I know. Gave him I, a shout out. He got an applause break. I know. Yeah, I'm like, I know. I'm a little envious. I yeah. loved when you when the various uh, comedians were call, calling out all the French kids. Like, <laughs> what? You, you don't understand English? You don't think this is funny? <laughs> and they're a lot like, no, we don't understand. Uh, no, yeah. <laughs> That yeah, was there was 15 French kids from a class, a foreign exchange class, <laughs> that were there because their teachers told them they had to go to a comedy show and take notes on it. <laughs> so oh there's these, these French kids in this bar, like on their phones taking notes <laughs> while you're telling jokes. So we we had a lot of fun. It was a good time. Oh like I well, I messed with them a little bit. What do we talk? Because I talked. There was about, that one. There was that one girl that was like on her phone, <laughs> and you went up and you called her out, and then she was. She was smiling. I think I said, I go, I go, I go, I go, I'm French or American. My steak is Salisbury. Yours is tartare. We're we're (laughs) cool. I think I said something like that. But yeah, then I was talking about, because I I was like, Victor was my best friend in first grade. And and then I talked about how we used to play freeze tag or something. And I'm like, you guys play freeze tag, French kids? I'm like, what do you guys call it? French tag? (laughs) And I was like, definitely won't free. And (laughs) that was like the ignorant redneck. That was pretty funny. We had a, oh, that was a great time. That was a good time, man. That was a good time. But um, no, bombing, bombing happens, <laughs> and I'm always afraid of it. Every time, every time you go on stage, you're like, "Oh, who's gonna like me or yeah. not?" But that's another thing it's the threshold you break through, where like, you kind of just go, "I don't care. This is, this is what I think is funny." Would I you mean, say when you're sorry? Would you say when you're bombing, or if let's say there's five or ten comedians and 
a few of them are bombing, would you say it's more on the lines of like them not being on their game or it's like for whatever reason the audience as a whole is just not understanding what anyone's trying to say? Sometimes it's it could be a mixture of both. Sometimes the audience can be sometimes the audience just isn't laughers. There's people that if they like something they'll just go but they won't laugh and you're like I fucking give me the <laughs> ha-has. that's my validation yeah. that it works. This is yeah. the agreement we had, you know? Okay. But like they'll just go and you're just like, no, like I, I'm gonna need a <laughs> Like, well, I feel like that's the opportunity for you to like do the mime joke of like, oh yeah, you know, I mean, there's, there's gotta be people have called that like, like I know you like it, but laugh at it. People have called <laughs> people out for doing that. Yeah, but it, um, you, you know, like sometimes it's the crowd, but I never. Every time I blame the crowd, I always just end up going, no, you're a dick. Anytime I bum, if I end up going, well, that crowd sucked, and in my head I'm like. No, you just need to figure out how to do that crowd. Even if it's even if it is their fault, even if they yeah. just didn't there for comedy, there's a way to get people no matter what the situation is. It's very hard. There could like if you could do a like no matter what show you do, like that being said, uh some people's perspectives is just people if they're not there to watch a certain brand of comedy, a certain no. type of comedy, like I've seen people whose acts I respect the shit out of that I want that I love. And they just, the audience doesn't get it. And that's fine. And the people who do that act are fine. They understand that. They're like, well, you don't like it. That's fine. I know what I, I, know what I do. I know what I think is funny. So, like, they, they, that's their compromise with it is they're like, I don't care. I know why I like this, like, like, I'm, like my jokes. Okay. But that being said, like, follow, usually if, if there's, like, if, if no one's doing well and then you're about to go up, you're going to probably be like, well, it's just. I always have in my head, and every comedian has, is like, I can get this room back. Yeah. Like, no matter, no matter, it could be one person, and they could be drunk, not even watching the show, you'll still be like, I could get this person's attention. Yeah. Well, there was get- a famous performance uh, back in the day, I know, I think it was at the Apollo, and Bernie Mac was real, fa- I think it was Bernie Mac was real famous for it, the audience was just hating the previous comedian, or I think everybody. Oh, you know, yeah, I never. And he, he I walks up. I ain't afraid of you, motherfucker. I ain't afraid of you. Yeah, and then no, people thought it was famous among all yeah. comedians. Yeah, anyone should watch. That's that's the most famous. What act. is this? Oh, Bernie Mac. It was, yeah, it was live at the Apollo, and like five comics world, the, the audience was just hating them. Yeah. And Bernie Mac comes out, and he's wearing the most ridiculous outfit. And he's like 26, he's from Chicago. And this cat's from Chicago. Martin Lawrence brings him. This cat's from Chicago. You're going to love him. Get over Bernie Mac, and he just goes up and he goes, I ain't scared of you motherfuckers. And and he gets um God, it was so good. He goes, he talks, he talks about he goes, he talks about how big his dick is. He goes, I'm blessed. I'm big boned. If I whip my shit out, this whole room go dark. Kick yeah. in. He has this DJ like spinning. Oh, he goes out and crushes. I would do his whole act right now. I don't care. But it's <laughs> No. Yeah, I know some people will go out and they'll go out and they'll and they'll just and they'll do great. But yeah. So what's the comedy process look like? I mean, like you don't just wing it when you're on stage, right? No. It's and that's the thing is like it's called an act because some people think some people think you just go up and you'll be funny. That's why you always have that guy going like after the show being like, "Dude, I kind of want to get into comedy. My friend Sam funny." And, and it's like, have dude, you had people come up to you and say it that? happens all the time? Really? And it's not, and it's total. It's great, you know. Everyone, every comic was that guy at one point. Every comic was that guy whose friends said they were funny. But like the guy who usually does it after a show is the guy who's like, all right, well, like, do you want to like actually do this as a living, or do you just like do an impression of Arnold Schwarzenegger and your <laughs> friends are like, that's hilarious the way you do that, yeah. you know? It, 
it, it's an act because it's an act because people think like people think you're just being you're just going up and you're and a lot of, oh, and some comics God. will go up without material and that's impressive shit like some like you, there is a lot really of, well there is crowd work involved like the French kids like that was all just like on the spot like oh I'm gonna go up and try to <laughs> right with it. but a lot of it it, it is an act it, it's 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 supposed to be look natural but also be like you know like it's supposed to look natural but also be structured where I have certain bits certain points that I want to hit like if you look at a, like a Conan O'Brien when they have the comics on that comic has five minutes that's perfectly timed out where they know it's going to be five minutes, they know where each punchline is, and they know exactly how it's going to go. And mm-hmm. they, like especially for like those, like for like if they have to only get five minutes, you're going to do that. Yeah. But yeah, I you know it. I hate the guy. There's always a guy who's just like. <laughs> there's always a guy who's like, dude, I like I want to do this, and you're like, well, here, there's you go out to mics every night. There's you, you think there's open mics every night. You show your face. And you just keep going out, and you, you usually never see that person again. It's usually, like... So how much time do you spend, like, preparing material for yourself? No, man. It, I guess it just depends on, you know, it's like what you said when you were a writer. You get inspired. You you've, you take certain thoughts, and then you kind of translate them into a bit. Like, recently, I had an idea of, like, there's... <laughs> Like, it was, like, a really dark thought, but I was, like, there's people in the world that still die of thirst, and I've masturbated while showering. Like, how fucked you up You said that. You said that. That was really funny. I was, like, that's the most maniacal thing. So I wrote that. Like, my girlfriend always is, like, well, she'll see this shit written down on napkins and be, like, what? What is going through your head right now? And how long have you been dating this girl for? Oh, three years. She's great. Oh, my God. Three she's years and fat, you're still with her? She she's must, got a fat she dog must. and a tiny head. She totally gets it. She, oh. She gets, she totally gets the lifestyle. She gets how my head works. But like, yeah, I'll have like that thought happened yeah. right before that show. I had yeah. that thought like a week before that, and I was like, oh, that's that's fun. How can I? But it's also kind of kind of sick because it's true, but it's like really fucked up. But I was like, but I was like, oh yeah, I can make this into something. And then and so then I'll do that, and I'll go to Mike's and I'll say that thought. I'll say that, and if that gets a laugh, I'll try to expand it. How much can I expand on? So then I'll do, like, like okay. yeah, like, I'll be like, there's a kid in Sudan who's like, water, please. But I'm under the shower, like, <laughs> and I end, act like an evil villain. I'll, be like, I'll do an evil villain laugh while I'll pretend to be jerking off in the shower. Uh-huh. Stuff like that. Can you keep, can we have that in the Yeah, you, you can, can have like, whatever. We are totally I can, I can pretend that, yeah. I'm like, jerking like, off. Okay. Yeah. No, that's cool. That's cool. Sorry, Coach Xander. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Albie Xander. Thank you for the concussion interview. It was awesome. Oh, we talked about concussions? All right, that's all. Yeah, no, the whole football. You know, man, that. That's a very interesting. So, yeah, background. uh, Nate Burroughs and I actually used to play football together on uh, Glenbird West Hilltoppers team. Go hitters. Go go hitters, I have to say. Um, We never really communicated too much during our time together you were during our time your, on the force during our time on, during our time with Thomas? coach carperwitz yeah. says uh, nate did hang out with guys who wrote books i think that was the issue his friends weren't <laughs> no, book no no writers, no the, the the distinction yeah. the distinction came between starters and the second strings and i feel like oh. i was i was more happy with hanging out with like um um if victor had played football i would have hung out with you him i would be i would have been killed <laughs> i would have been like lucas football. in football no, i have the heart he but he i would have been, been destroyed kicker and in which case, him and I would have gotten along perfectly. <laughs> but, but, but that being said, it's like uh, I don't know. I mean, I you know, I, I think you were, you were very um, 
humorous person uh, in high school. You, I, I, have, I lost track of you in college. Um, hearing where you are right now, what has the progression been like for the course of your uh, life? You know, graduating high school, graduating college, going into this profession. Which is a like a it's a it feels like a cutthroat profession. I mean, like some what people, is that some people like? don't some people don't like it. Some people don't some people they're not like don't like it. They're just like, so what are you doing? And I'm like, well, I, I bartend and then I do stand up comedy. And they're kind of like, well, that's not like a real thing because like, you're going against the grain. I guess I never I never do, do people really say that. that I've, I mean, like, I've heard. Are they skeptical of your career profession? You they don't like say it outright, but you see like their faces kind of like yes. So like, are you making money doing that? And I'm kind of like, not really. I think my theory is that if they're not doing, and I'll say this over and over for the rest of my life, but if they're not doing what they love and they see someone else doing something that's really love, they unconsciously are not about it. If they don't see, I don't. The thing though is like I don't. I understand they they have their opinions. Some people have opinions that are insane, but it's usually because they're bored or they just, you know, it's like if you're bored with your life and you want to judge some, like I, me personally, and I don't mean to say this, I didn't mean to come off passive aggressively. Like if you want to judge me, maybe you're bored. We're taking you as passive aggressive. Totally, totally fine. Yeah, very, (laughs) a lot of hate. As you can tell, aggressive, very angry, don't. Don't I, don't follow him on Twitter. I totally, By the way, Twitter I, Twitter handle. Do you have a do you have something to follow Nate Burrows two? That's my Twitter handle. Why two? I don't know. There's a Nate Burrows. Is that a thumb? Yeah, Nate, I recently <laughs> fo- yeah I recently followed. Nate I'm expecting to follow back. Nate Burrows one is is hilarious. By the way, he has tweets going like to all my ladies out there, and then it's a picture of him flexing. All right, so make sure you follow Nate Burrows. Nate Bros. One has way better two. biceps than Nate Bros. Two. I'll tell you that right Nate now. Nate Bros. One, you it's may you may sexier. you may find so more physically at, attractive. Nate Bros. One, Nate Bros. One, way more sex appeal. Nate Bros. Two, that's where the that's where the jokes. And at. where that's can where, the uh, jokes. where can uh, people find you? What are some of the uh, we mentioned Laugh Factory and we saw you at G Man Tavern by Wrigley. What are some other places that you go to? Um, you, you know, pretty much all around the city. I'll do like record like record shops, bookstores to like clubs you know like uh, laugh factory and uh, i've done jokes notes a couple times on the south side it, really anywhere uh, like i like every week there's always some like a show that you're doing so you can check it out there um but i know you always post uh, i think where you're going on your facebook right yeah is your in your facebook is facebook, just facebook, nate burrows yeah facebook yeah in, will that, you will you friend strangers or will you Will you ice them? You. Will you ice them out until you, you, you prove that like, they've attended one of your uh, <laughs> <laughs> showings? No, more and more people. Like I don't know. Everyone's friends with people they don't know. You'll look at yeah. like, who's this dude? And then he'll post in your wall, "Hey, cheap deal on sunglasses. Buy ten, you get two. And you're like, "Oh, this yeah. fucker." I feel like that's going on Neil's Facebook I feel like profile. It, it's just, hey, I'm friends with a lot of people. It's just you know? some random. Yeah, I feel dude, like want to sell a lot of things. Dude from another country that has a just picked a picture of a hot girl that he's like trying have to you, go through. Have you responded to the Nigerian um, email requesting that you send them your social security number? No, receive million dollars. Not I feel yet. Like that would be your break. But I've stopped and been like huh this could be something and then I got the it. possibilities are endless no but yeah no but going back to the uh like uh you know like the lifestyle is yeah it's something i chose and i'm grateful to have like my parents like are totally cool with it they see how much fun i have when i do it they love coming my dad i don't even think i don't think they understand my act like i don't think they really my dad loves it my dad will crack up and he's and it always is the funniest thing when he's like, 
He was like, I like it when you do that strong Jews stuff. Yeah, the Jews are strong. Bros, so. <laughs> are you Jewish? Yeah. Well, <laughs> here's the thing: is my okay. my my dad's side of the family was Jewish. I was gonna get bar mitzvahed, but I didn't. I was like, I was raised with both understanding the Jewish and the Catholic belief because my mom's side of the family is Catholic, my dad's side of the family is Jewish. So I was raised in both beliefs. But I was like, I go to Hanukkah with my grandma and stuff. But technically, like by blood, like by religion, I'm not Jewish. Like I didn't. Oh, really? I, well, I never okay. got bar mitzvahed or anything okay. like that. But I was raised with the Jewish culture of, like, I celebrate Hanukkah with my grandma and we go and do Passover and stuff like that. Interesting. Yeah. But, my, uh, but like, yeah, my dad will always, he loves it when I talk about, like, the Jewish side of my family, when I talk about, like, certain things, like, with them, like, whether I talk about, like, the strong Jews thing or stuff like that. There was, there was also a time, this was, I mean, this happened. The Jewish and the Catholic side of the family got together for Easter, and we celebrated Easter and Passover together. And my dad, uh, while they were, the Catholic side did the Easter egg hunt, like, we kind of just broke off. And my dad goes, just so you know, I put some dollar bills in a couple of the eggs. Oh I swear oh to God. God. And a couple of <laughs> my aunt on the Jewish side just kind of started looking through the bushes. I swear <laughs> to God. But my dad always goes, you should tell that on stage. And I'm like, no, that's incredibly offensive. <laughs> he goes, talk about Aunt Betty going through the bushes. Oh, God, Aunt Betty, sorry. Um, but, yeah, no. Um, but, like, st- stuff like that, it's always great to have, like, like my parents, like, love seeing shit like that. But, like, okay, so, I mean, what what does your average day look like? As a as a comedian who is traveling sort of, like, consistently, I mean, is, I'm is, not really is, traveling. is, 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 is this your full-time job? Is, do you, do you, I wanna do, do, you do a part-time, like, what, what does that look like in relationship I bartend, to? I bartend at night, uh, I bar, like, I bartend maybe two or three days of the week during the day, and then once at night. And then the rest of the time, I'm just trying to do stand-up. The rest of the time, I'm just doing this. I'm trying to write. I'm trying to get shows. I'm trying to network. Just all that stuff. Do you have a manager, a publicist, or anybody to help you expose your material? All right. Managers and publicists who are watching right now, Nathan Burroughs. Uh, you can follow it, Nate Burroughs. No, isn't Nathan Burroughs? At Nate Burroughs too. At Nate Burroughs two. Yeah. Make sure it's two. There's, Otherwise, there's people you... who do have that, um, yeah. and that's that's like I guess certain people hit certain stages. Like you know, people go to festivals and they get picked up or something like that. Um, but right now, right now, it's just like it's just a lot of fun. Like I'm not really. And I should be, but like you know, you, you got to focus on the like, how do you get yourself out there, exposure and all that stuff. But right now, it's just been a good time, where I'm just like, this is just, I'm doing all this stuff, and I don't really need money to do it, but it's just is like you know, whether it's like the French kids on Monday, yeah. where you're just like, hey, I got to like just go to a, like a bar and say shit that I think is funny. That right now is enough, but I know. I'm probably is going to hit a point where it's going to be like, all right, well, we'll see where else we can go with it. You okay, know? okay. So you're just doing your thing until you can you can make that dough. <laughs> and uh, that I'm wasn't ne- written; it was organic. I'm still, I still haven't, and I don't think I'll ever hit a point in comedy where I'm going to be like, well, I am doing this to make a lot of money. Gotcha. Ne- <laughs> it's never, it's never occurred to me of like being like. Like I, I didn't get into it being like, no, this is a cash, this is a cash cow. Comedy is not a lucrative job unless you hit that one top percentile. <clears throat> but 
<clears throat> that being said, it'd be great to make a living off it where I could just do stand up and then be able to afford to like have a family. Well, as this okay. as a show gains popularity and we continue to work with our partners at Elite Society and gain insight on the business behind uh, everything, we'll uh, we'll get back in touch with you and see what we can do. To hey, man, it's all good. Get but, out there. <laughs> I mean, it, it's all about networking. But uh, like the people the real- for people, people helping people, <laughs> people, people helping people. Yes. Um, like. Uh, what like what sort of what motivates you to continue on this path? Like, I mean, you know, I, I guarantee, you know, I'm I'm sure that you receive positive responses from crowds and things like that, and and you say, you know, bartending is sort of your other job to be able to make ends meet. Like, what what keeps you going? It's fun. It's fucking. It's it's like I don't know. It's like an adrenaline rush. You know, to go on stage, it's like this, like kind of just battle of like whether they're going to like you or not and it and when you get on board like when you have people like on your like when you have a good set when you do something that you think is funny and it translates to an audience and they laugh at like what you think is funny it's like an amazing i used to always when i when i first watched stand-up i'd be like i can never do that and now that i'm doing it it's like kind of like to me it's like oh this is awesome this is always what i want i just i just wanted to go up on uh, and have a microphone and say this shit you know it was always what I was it was always what I wanted to do so what motivates me is I guess just like being on stage like it's just it's just it's kind of like an addicting thing you know it's like addictive where you just keep wanting to go up and you keep wanting to like uh, have this uh, like insight you know of just like every time you go up you're like like you have different ideas come into your head but like motivation it's not like if there was a rocky montage of a stand-up comic it would be the grossest it would be like waking up at, it'd be like waking up in yes. that and like one in the afternoon and then and yeah and then like smoking a cig outside while your dog pees and then like watching tv for a while like and then taking a shower at like five and then going up <laughs> And that would that would be like the end of the montage. So that's the dream. That's like, a dream. Eye of the tiger. That's right when you're like going out the door. <laughs> so that's no, some Nathan believe, Burrow's dream right now. No, I mean to, to be smoking a cigarette, walking a dog. I don't smoke. And uh, and uh, <laughs> I don't smoke. I'm talking for, like is in general of a lot of comics. Some kind like yeah. like I try to have like a normal balanced life where I wake up and I have a like I work out and like I try to like have a stability. But it's really hard when you're out like all nights. Like you know, you come home a lot at like one in the morning, uh, just from being out. You know how do how do you, how are you able to manage that? I manage just you know, just kind of just happens. You know, you just do kinda, you manage it? Yeah, you just work it. If you want to, like it's like I want to do it, so I just work it around my schedule. Sometimes you know I'll wake up later than I want to, but for most of the time, like it's pretty like obviously it's like rough, you know, but it's like I understand that this is like sacrifice i'm making if i'm gonna be out late i'm still gonna want to wake up in the morning because i know this is if i'm gonna do this i'm not gonna let it affect like the other stuff i gotta do because this is something i chose you know it's uh uh and if i do let it affect me then then it's my fault you know I'm the only one responsible for. Yeah, no, I, I do remember you as, as somebody who was always trying to insert that element of humor. Oh, I was always into the situation. It was, was always an grabber at the party. It was always. That's why that if you way. hang out with a group of comedians, it's like one of the worst things ever <laughs> because everyone wants the spotlight. 
if you're at a party and there's comedians, they'll all just be trying to be the funny one. Really? And yeah, my girl, like my girlfriend, can't. Like, if you go to a comic party, she's like, she can't do it anymore because it's just all of them being like, well, hey, what about this? And then there's another one like being like, hey, but hey, look, I'm doing a same voice. <laughs> really? It's crazy. I, yo, like, I will totally agree. Like, I loved attention. I still love attention. Having attention, it, it was something, something that, you know, <laughs> I won't be like it's something I battle every day. <laughs> it's, it, it, it's one of my weaknesses. But I love I, I love the spotlight. Every entertainer yeah. I think loves having the spotlight on them. Like just it's the show. They sure do, ladies and gentlemen. They sure do. But thank you, um, thank you for that, Neil. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, this has been tight, Nate. Catching up with this you. This has been fun. Great, thank you for coming on. Got a great setup. I'm glad so we got I'm asking questions yet. I mean, like. I thought, I thought I thought I looked at the list. It looks like you got all. Of them. I think we got most of them. Do you have rookies and groupies? I do you have no, we got women that. who that follow is you? So dumb. We're <laughs> no, one. Hang do on. You hey, have women who Ri- want hey, to Ricks, suck your Ricks. Ricks. One, we cover that, and he doesn't have groupies. Relax. And two, we're out of time. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> no, it's just we're at an hour, and it's almost seven o'clock. Yeah, it was not. It wasn't funny like twenty minutes ago. I think it's funny regardless. I All right, so I wish we talked about personal high school shit, truthfully. But it's, I, I've had the most fun uh, remembering you from first grade and being super funny all the time, and now uh, seeing you do stand up, and I still remember you being super funny from, in high school and stuff. <laughs> hey, thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, me and Victor Marquez fucking owned the playground first grade. There was this rocket. There was this rocket ship. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Me and him and Andrew Albrecht used to kick it on there, and we kind of ran that. We ran that. We had a little gang going. Me, Andrew Albrecht, and this guy named Lawrence Dart who had an anger problem. I don't know where he is now, but if he's watching this, I hope you're not as angry as you were, Larry. No, I love. I love Larry. So Nate Burrows, (laughs) we all love Larry. Follow him on Twitter at Nate Burrows Two. Catch him out on Facebook, Nate Bros. He already posts his uh, shows. Where, where, where are your next performances taking place? I do yeah. a show. I do a show every. You? I do a show every Thursday on Wrigleyville called This Week's Show. Um, Wrigleyville is a nightmare, but the show is great. Uh, Monday, I'm doing a comedy evening. Uh, it's a show that I've been doing with my buddy, where uh, we do a two man game up top, and we have uh, five comedians on. That's always fun. And then you can just, I, I'll, you know. Every I every other week, you know, shows will come up and stuff. So it's just kind of you got to play it by ear. But that being said, well, Nate, so, man, thank you for being on our show. Best of luck to you, brother. We'll we'll uh, we'll be linking up very soon. And yeah, thanks again. Good okay, luck to you. Man.